this is an evolving industry and there are technology advances everywhere. There's entrepreneurs out there with incredible business ideas and the evolution of allowing these syndications to come to more people. You're listening to The Life and Money Show, a podcast that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth for their families and impacting the world around them. And now here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Hey, hey, everyone. I'm Annie Dickerson, and on behalf of Julie Lamb, we're welcoming you to another episode of the Life and Money Show. And today, I'm joined by none other than Susan Elliott. She's our lead copywriter on the Good Egg team and the newest member to the Good Egg team. Susan, we're thrilled to have you here. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for that welcome, Annie. And it's so great to be here. I've been a part of the good egg sphere for so long that it is just a great feeling to be on this side of that sphere. Oh my gosh. Well, we are so lucky to have you. Before we dive into all that you do now with us, I want to share with the listener a little bit about your background. I know that before you got involved in real estate syndications, you were involved in notes and then all sorts of other investing too. So tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you even get into real estate in the first place? I know you have a huge passion for the outdoors. So definitely tell us about that as well. Yeah, I kind of come at this from, I feel like I retired in my 20s. I had a nice decade of wonderful, blissful, traveling the world, adventuring, retirement. That's when I met my husband. We were both essentially water kayak instructors and raft guides for a whole year. I did teach high school for a year there for a traveling kayaking high school and was the coach as well. We went to China Wait a and second. Peru. And- a traveling kayaking high school. That sounds like a dream come true. So that like a high school that's like traveling around the world and kayaking. Oh my exactly. gosh. <laughs> exactly. We were like a little pod of students. There was probably 20 of us, a handful wow. of teachers and students. And we flew each quarter. You're in a different location all over the world. And we had everything in our bags that we needed. I mean, I remember wow. making photocopies of textbooks so we could go on multi-day rafting trips where you're pushing <laughs> off onto the river for eight, nine days and not like internet. Yeah, whatever. I can't even carry a whole textbook <laughs> with me because right. everything's in my kayak. It was a great, it was one of those like, oh, I missed the boat as a student for that school, I'm going to be a teacher. And that was my big Mm -hmm. goal graduating college. I graduated in 2007 and saw what was happening in the economy 2008 and just said, I'm going to be a whitewater kayak instructor. I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to, this is my ticket essentially to get to know places and people in a very unique way. I was writing a lot. I was teaching. I found that I wanted to be on this other side of it too, not just the athletic side. I mean, I was paddling really hard rivers, especially kayaking. And there was a lot of risk involved in that too. There's a certain expiration of the lust to be able to throw yourself off 30 foot waterfall at a certain point. So it was a pretty Wait, have bag. you, just to clear that, have you thrown yourself off 30 foot waterfalls? I shouldn't use the word throw myself. That sounds <laughs> quite messy. No, I gracefully, what we call there we go. that's jargon there for you for kayaking. No, I've gone off of a couple of waterfalls and I've paddled some pretty hard class five whitewater. And it was always wanted to try to challenge myself to push my comfort zone. And I continue to do that in investing these days as a mother these days, as a traveler. And with that comes doing the next hardest rapid. But for me, I needed to be really comfortable 
comfortable on the water. And so paddling 200 days a year allowed me to do that. These days, I don't get on the water as much. So I absolutely don't feel comfortable on class five right now. But it's just like any other big goal. If it's your goal to paddle class five down the Little White Salmon in Washington State, which is kind of my hometown now, you've got to work towards that. You just got to put the roadmap out there for it. You're in your 20s. You're living this dream. The world is changing around you, but you're like, this is my goal. I want to do this. This is the lifestyle I want to create. And you actually created it. So then tell us, okay, so was that your plan? Like the rest of my life, I'm going to do this. Or how did things start to shift for you? Well, it shifted um, when I realized I wanted to kind of do a little bit more meaningful work. But for me, I was clouded with the blinders of like, and I also kind of hit a wall with income, right? I realized it was month to month, essentially, season to season, we'll call it. I realized that was causing me a lot of anxiety. I had this like unknown built up financial anxiety. And so I thought, oh, I've got to get a real job. So I went back and got my master's in engineering and I became a river engineer. I also got pregnant with my daughter. In fact, though, after engineering, even I decided to just write this 300 page guidebook with my husband and live in our RV for two years and travel the country. Still this part of me that was like, I've got to do it my own way. But I still became an engineer. It was a dream job. I realized I still had this financial anxiety that came up and it was because I didn't have control over my income. I couldn't really change my trajectory as much as I realized I wanted to. And that led me to real estate investing. Hmm. Before we get into that, just real quick, in case the listener is curious, what is a river engineer? What is a river That's engineer a question. do? Yeah. <laughs> I worked on a lot of projects where we would design essentially new river systems out of existing ones. We're not just putting a new river in, but we would take rivers that had been degraded or damaged by excessive pollution, or there was a phase of engineering that where we dammed a lot of rivers in this country, where we diverted, we just like put them into canals and said, oh, we need this river way over there. We want to build houses over here. Lo and behold, that actually like worsens the environment for everybody, causes excess of flooding. It does all this damage to not just the ecosystem, but also to the infrastructure and around it. And so we would take systems like that and kind of put them back into their naturalized habitat. That meant removing some dams that were just outdated and not even working anymore. It would mean increasing the habitat for salmon, especially in the Northwest where I live and of the United States, where it's such a keystone species for the ecosystem, for the people, all of that. So it was a pretty big dream job. I got to tromp around rivers all the time. I worked with amazing people, but there was always this kind of like little bit of bug in me that I couldn't identify that wasn't truly satisfied. Such an interesting experience first to have been on the river, been so intimately familiar with navigating the rivers and the river systems, and then be on the flip side of essentially designing these river systems and really using what you've known to be on the river to design them. And so I say that because I think there's a lot of parallels with your journey then with real estate investing. So then tell us a little bit about that. You knew that something was maybe missing and you wanted to add in something to supplement your income. So Tell us a little bit about where did you start with that? How did you get started with even learning about the whole world of real estate investing in the first place? 
Yeah, that's a great parallel that I hadn't even thought of that you just pulled out right there. But I started with, I realized that we needed to start buying rental houses. Like, okay, I have some friends that are doing it. It's possible. We bought our first home as a young family. My daughter was just one years old and she's five years old today. So this wasn't that long ago. And I found a house that was zoned for multi-use. It had a daylight basement. So we flipped it into a duplex. We lived in it for a year. And I thought, great, rinse and repeat. We're going to do this and build up our portfolio. Little did I know moving every year is going to get rather exhausting with a young family. We had traveled a lot though. So our threshold for that is a little bit lower, but it worked great. I have a great cash flowing property, a duplex. We just happened upon a house that was a little bit of in our dream location. So we kind of wanted to live there. I wanted to keep investing. I wanted to keep learning about this. And I realized I wanted to start a business in it a little bit, or at least I wanted to be doing it with more of my time. So a couple of friends and I found non-performing notes as like a small niche within the real estate investing world that we really liked. And it's essentially flipping mortgages. We find borrowers who aren't able to pay, they've gone into default, and we were able to work with them directly. If we purchase their loan from the banks or from the hedge funds, we could work with them directly to be able to help them repay, to get them back on a schedule. We're kind of giving them more opportunities than a bank really has the ability to do because they're such a big entity. And then it was great investment for us and also a great path forward for them. So you feel like you're actually helping very distinct person or family be able to stay in their home in that line. And everything was going great, except my partners all of a sudden didn't have the bandwidth anymore to do it. And it was very much a business model where all three of us needed to be full hands-on. So I had just built up the capital raising arm of it. I focused in on the marketing. I found that I loved the marketing side of it. You know, I'm an engineer. It was really hard to wrestle with that. But I'm also a writer. I used to write a lot. I've published a book. I've done a lot of different kinds of marketing, especially in the river space for the paddle sport. So I realized along the way, I found passive investing in syndications and even some that as a sophisticated investor, I could still invest in. So now I have money in a couple different self-storage portfolio, a multifamily. And I loved real estate, but I didn't love the idea of hustling through massive single family portfolio. My husband didn't like it either. We didn't like even managing our single one. I also manage our primary residence as an Airbnb when we travel, which we're doing a lot of right now. But it's a lot of work. And there's really great passive investing opportunities out there. And so that's kind of where I'm at today. I'm not in a place where I want to continue to buy single family homes or small multifamily. I want to get my money moving in syndications so that I have a lot more free time. Yeah. So then for the listener who maybe, let's say the listener may be somebody who's just starting out. Maybe they're in that place where you were in when you were working as a river engineer and you were like, there's something missing. I still want to be able to supplement my income. I've got young kids. I want to be able to be part of something bigger as well. And so now that you've been part of, you've done rentals, you've done short-term rentals, you've also done notes and syndication. Tell the listener a little bit about if they're on that journey, how do they decide what's the best path for them? Yeah, great question. I think the first thing is to do a little bit of learning about different options in real estate. Some things are going to be a little bit easier to bite off in the beginning, but I would also continue to evaluate like, how do you want to be spending your time? That's a bigger question than just investing, but it's a worthwhile one to continue to ask too. As our lives shift and change so much, especially with kids that are growing, it changes month to month the way that I want to be spending my time. So always reflect on that. And if 
landlording and even managing property managers and yard work and tenants, if that doesn't sound like fun to you, if like getting calls in the middle of the night or having to fly across the country to manage a property, then know that there are other options and look into passive syndication investing um, through syndications. I also love it because it's like an extra layer of due diligence that's being performed for you. It's a curation of investments too. So as soon as you get to know someone who like Good Egg investing, who is evaluating all these assets for you, in addition to other people who are investing in it, it's like a little bit of like serving it on a platter to you too. You can choose which pieces you want, which ones you don't. And then on top of that, you are part of a little bit of a club of a group who is promoting learning and growing in that space a little bit more. And not every syndicator is like that. There are different versions of that. But for me as a young family and someone who wants to continue to be active in the outdoors to push my comfort zone and train for different races and things like I've got all these passions, but real estate, I don't want to be a full-time flipper. I don't want to be a full-time landlord. And so just always ask that what kinds of real estate investing options are out there for you. Maybe you can house hack, maybe you have an apartment in your home and you can rent that out. That's a great place to start. And then maybe you find that that's annoying and you actually want to open that up to family and friends. Maybe you want to be able to spend your days doing different things, look into syndications. There's options for every lifestyle out there. We'll get back to our conversation with Susan in just a minute. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate, but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid like we were that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong, experienced teams, and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations, and as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation, and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. And now back to our chat with Susan Elliott. Such an interesting point you bring up around curation. I don't think I've ever really thought about it like that, but it's true. When I think back to my days investing in these small multifamilies on my own, I had to go through and look on LoopNet or Redfin or Zillow or talk to brokers and brokers are always trying to sell you something. And so 
I didn't know if I was the only one looking at a property or if there were hundreds of people and it was a really hot, good one. I didn't know. I was just looking at myself, talking to the broker, my property manager, and then I would put in an offer. And then if I get it, I didn't know that meant it was really good or nobody else wanted it. But now you've seen behind the scenes of what we do at Good Egg, it's like we underwrite hundreds of properties to be able to find one viable one. So by the time it makes it in front of investors, it's like it is very much that curated experience that you're talking about. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love not having like just the trust that other people are looking at this deal. That's a huge point, a huge value of getting into these syndications. There's a lot of people with eyes on the deal. Oh, absolutely. And I have one other question that I'm sure a lot of people are curious about. So from your experience, you mentioned there's a lot more work that goes into being an active investor, whether that's investing in notes or flipping or investing in rental properties versus investing passively in a syndication where other people do the majority of the work for you. But in your experience, usually in life, If something's easier, that means you got to sacrifice something else, right? So is there a downside? Are you making less investing in syndications? Or tell me a little bit more about your personal experience there. Oh, that's such a good mindset limiting belief back there. I mean, that was something that I told myself too. Well, we are still young in this game. My husband used to build houses. Of course, we're going to like do the live in, fix and flip. Of course, we're going to add value to our own little portfolio because that's where you make it. That's where you hustle. And that's where a lot of my friends did it too. And this is an evolving industry and there are technology advances everywhere. There's entrepreneurs out there with incredible business ideas. Ideas and the evolution of allowing these syndications to come to more people, right? With these new SEC laws that have happened in the past decade or something, there is a better way. I think that we get stuck in seeing that, well, that's the way that wealth has been made in real estate, doing the hustle and the grind for the past X number of decades. Like, of how could that be? different now. Well, yeah, everything is evolving and changing in our world. And so there can be different ways. I think that the people that get fixated on that and use that, it's kind of turns into a little bit of an excuse or it turns into just like not doing their own due diligence to look at the track record behind these groups that have had 20 plus full cycle deals and are just like knocking it out of the park for their investors. Um, I think in the next decade, we're going to find that like this is the best way for a group of people to invest that have other stuff going on in their lives that they're focused on. Hmm. Well, I think I speak for the whole Good Egg team when I say we're just so super grateful to have you on the team. It's so clear. And I hope the listener can hear as well how passionate you are about the real estate investing space. And not only that, but really digging in and being completely transparent and finding the true truth for people of what does this really mean for you? How does this work? What are the potential downsides? So that people can really make the best decision for themselves and their families, which is why it's such a joy to work with you, Susan, and so grateful to have you on the team. Thank you. I just love being an investor education now. It's so fun to just drop these nuggets of wisdom and people in all steps of the journey too. I started from nothing in my 30s almost, and I'm on my way to becoming accredited and it feels good to share all of those tidbits with other people. Indeed. Look at you now. All right. Well, we're going to move into the final part of our show, the Life and Money Show Spotlight Round. We're going to ask you three questions. We ask everyone. You ready, Susan? 
I'm ready. All right. The first question is about your life and money. So what is one thing that you're doing to live a meaningful and intentional life by design? Great question. I would say I'm training and traveling and Okay, that's kind of two a little bit, but I'll break that down. The training, I like to put a race or an event, an athletic event on my calendar so that I have accountability to get out there and do the work to be able to do that. And right now that looks like ultra marathons in the mountains. So trail running, I'm hoping to run a 50 miler, which is, I'm nervous to say that in a public, such a public space, <laughs> but I you know, <laughs> I, I kind of do, but you got to put it on there. It helps to have that kind of thing to be able to rationalize doing it every day. And I don't mean rationalize it because I don't want to. I love spending time running the mountains. It's the other things in my life that I feel like I'm taking away from, like being a mom, the mom guilt, right? Is what I'm talking about here. But I know that if I have this race, and I also know that I am a better person on the other side of those workouts for my kids. So I'm leading a meaningful life because I'm prioritizing my health, even when I have all these other aspirations and I'm traveling with my family. And that's the second one in terms of meaningful and intentional. And this is very important right now because I'm in Mexico for our first two months abroad. And I'm thinking all kinds of things about the way I want to educate my kids, how I want to school. I loved episode 157 that you just released about homeschooling that you and Julie talked about the ways that you're educating your kids. And so I'm thinking all about that right now to be able to build this intentional existence for me and my family. Gosh, I love every part of it. And I had no idea you actually run marathons. I remember talking about it on a team meeting recently and you just threw it in there. I'm like, yeah, sure. She runs marathons, but you actually do. That is incredible on top of everything else that you do. Amazing. All right. Second question is about others' life and money. And so share with us one life or money hack that has helped you in your journey that you think will help others as well. Yeah. I'm going to point back to a little bit of the mindset here, except that so much of us talk about or hear about how to change your mindset to level up your game and pursue your goals. But we don't talk a lot about like, how do I practice doing that on a daily basis? And so to stress the importance, I would say, start meditating five minutes a day. Never think that it's not worth it. Um, this is when you're actually practicing, you're training your brain to recognize thoughts as something separate from you. And so as you do that every day, you're able then to start recognizing when thought isn't the truth. It's a limiting belief. For instance, oh, I can't invest in real estate syndications because I'm not accredited. Well, that's actually a thought that's potentially not true. But when I can't identify my thoughts as something that are not myself, I may not know that. I might take it as a truth. So so my one life and money hack is to start to analyze your thoughts through meditation. I really like the app Waking Up with Sam Harris because there's just a huge variety of different types of meditation styles, as well as the theory behind it. I find that I can incorporate it more into my daily life that way. And I love that little tiny like window, just five minutes. And that's all it takes. And my mentor once told me, if you don't, if you think you don't have five minutes a day to meditate, that's when you know you need it the most. And so Absolutely. to our listener out there, if you haven't yet made this part of your daily practice, definitely check out that app waking up that Susan recommended, or just sit in silence for five minutes, start to make a world of difference. All right. Final question for you, Susan. What's one thing that you're doing to help make the world a better place? 
Yes, I hope to always be able to volunteer my time for organizations that I love and are doing the work that I think is making this world a better place. So right now I serve on the board of directors for American Whitewater. I'm almost a decade into that volunteer position. And it's an organization that promotes healthy, free-flowing rivers, not just for the ecosystem aspect and the clean water aspect, but also for recreation and to be able to have a space where we can connect to our natural world. And so I volunteer my time. And I think that it's really important that we continue to increase the amount of time that we're serving the planet and the people around us. And so I hope to continue to do that more, especially with my kids and during our travels, that's going to be a big element. But right now, I love that I've gotten to work with American Whitewater for so long as a member of the board of directors. Indeed. And it's so inspiring watching as you travel, watching you instill that sense of that love of the outdoors and that curiosity of this outdoor lifestyle with your kids. And tell the audience how old your kids are right now. Yeah, my son is nine months old and my daughter is just turned five years old for we had a little Mexican birthday party for her. So it's nice that we're able to start traveling with them both now. And I, it's just so exciting. Oh. Well, with two kids, five and under, I don't know how you do it. You're traveling, you're running ultra marathons or soon to be running ultra marathons. You're living this incredible lifestyle, educating your kids on the road. Susan, you're amazing. Tell the listener if they wanted to follow up with you and learn more, how can they do so? And then if they wanted to work with us here at Good Egg, tell them where they can go. Yes, please join us at Good Egg. Head on over to Good Egg Investments or look for us on the social channels to be able to join our investor club. It's not just a place where you can see some amazing investment opportunities, but it really is a, starting to become a community. It's really neat the kinds of things we're doing to bring this group together. And then for me, you can find me on Instagram at She Seeks Flow. I'm happy to have conversations over there with anything financial and investing. Susan Elliott, lead copywriter on the Good Egg Investments team. Susan, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story with us and our listeners today. Thank you. You've been listening to The Life and Money Show, the number one podcast for people who, like you, are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth, and making an impact in the world. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com and be sure to join the Life and Money Show community on Facebook. And if you got value out of this show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations. 